In the spring of 2021, Jinx Monsoon and Nick Zahoya recorded a Futurama recap podcast. For reasons unknown, it was never released. These are the raw tapes. I'm 40% podcast. I'm 40% Hello, everybody. It's me, Jinx Monsoon, and welcome. Hello, to everybody. Ep- what? What was wrong with that? I, it's just you haven't tried anything new all season, and that's the first new thing you. Tried. I don't think I, I've said I'm hello, sorry, everybody, go. every episode. No, I'm saying you haven't. Like just go ahead. Just go ahead. Wow. Hi, y'all. Oh, God. See, now I hate the sound of my own voice because you did that. Hi, y'all. This is Jinx Monsoon. Join, join the club. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, this Every is so mean. It's okay. It's okay. I can. Is it? I can. I'll pull it together. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and as always, I've got Nick Sahoya in my ear, and this is episode nine of I'm Forty Percent Podcast, the Futurama Review Podcast, and I'm very, very excited because for our final episode of season one, we've got one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. It's Nicole Byer. Hello, Nicole. It's me. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. No, Nicole, I needn't list your many, many accolades, um, but I will. Uh, <laughs> I feel like in the last, like, what, three years, um, I've just been living in the Nicole show. You're everywhere. Oh, thank <laughs> and congratulations, because I'm so happy every time I see you in each new place. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, we met so randomly. Um, mm-hmm. I had done this gig in Hawaii for a week, and we thought we were going to be partying in Hawaii, but we were just having one of those depressive spells. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed in and binge watched your show, which was on Hulu. And oh my God, now that I'm bringing it up, I forget the title of the show. So just tell it's me. It's okay. It's called Loosely Exactly Nicole. It's maybe the worst title of a television show. It's very long. <laughs> it's I knew so I was going to get the words out of order, like <laughs> precisely. Exactly. Precisely. Uh-huh. It's like a lot, seven Nicole. syllables. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. It was not my idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing show. And then Thank right you. after binge watching it, um, I was making the rounds at DragCon and we just bumped into each other. Mm-hmm. And it was truly delightful because <laughs> I adore you. And you like turned around and I was like, it's Junk's Monsoon. And you were like, it's Nicole Byer. And we were, I was like, you know me. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was delightful. You were dressed as a Harry Potter person. Skeeter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can never um, remember anybody from Harry Potter, even though I've read and just, seen the movie. Well, it's good. Yeah. You don't have to learn it now because of the yes. lady. <laughs> you don't uh, have yeah. to now. Don't yeah, worry. She's, we- <laughs> she's bad. <laughs> um, and then it feels like just like right after that, then, you know, 
your voice acting everywhere, which is amazing because I have, I mean, we're going to talk about a cartoon all day. So obviously <laughs> I give a shit about voice acting, but then um, I think one of my favorite roles recently was seeing you on The Good Place. I was going to say Thank it's so you. good. <laughs> it was such a great show and your role, role was so amazing. So it's really just quite the honor to have you on our humble yes, little Jinx. podcast. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And House of Monsoon is on with the very long hashtag of make Nicole Byer a permanent judge. I think it's a very long hashtag going around. <laughs> we love it. I mean, yeah. theoretically, what a dream. But in actuality, the fandom is very mean. That's uh, true. Right now I'm in <laughs> good in favor. God forbid I say something they don't like. So I would like to dip in and dip out. They, they're not nice. It's, it, good it's strategy. Really, it's really intense and um you know it can get me down sometimes the drag race tumultuous Mm -hmm. fan base love affair (laughs) um but you know it's i think it's a great lesson in social media when you can learn how to just fully like disconnect (laughs) Mm -hmm. leave your body and be like no more social media for the day (laughs) (laughs) but what's crazy is i think the drag race fan base is so unique um, in this regard of having such strong opinions. And then lo and behold, like the Rick and Morty fan base, those people are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I like also at DragCon, I met one of the writers randomly one day and I was like, um, you know, love your show. And and she said something like, yeah, it's a great show. I wish the fans didn't want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, I don't think the pandemic helps it. <laughs> no, because now everyone gets to just sit inside and fester with their feelings and then really think about things. It's uh yeah, this pandemic, I gotta say, it's not good for anybody. <laughs> it's you heard it here first, folks. Nicole denounces the pandemic. <laughs> she is not, com- not complicit with the pandemic. I don't like it. You're alienating a lot of our audience, but you know what? I'm glad you're taking a stand. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. A lot this of is... viruses subscribe to Jesus's Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um Nicole, what has been your fate? Well, okay, that's probably one of those questions you get asked. Um, I could probably go read eight interviews where you say like what your favorite role is, but what has been your favorite role recently? Let's see. I I think maybe it might be the good place. That was so much fun. Uh, I got to play somebody who was like, super naive super wide-eyed and super just takes things at face value and that's not (laughs) me i'm very much like no we'll get to the bottom of this but it was just nice to have like just like a blank slate smile and be like i believe you wow (laughs) so yeah good place is super super fun and then um and then brooklyn 99 i get to go back every year i've done the last two years i play uh craig robinson's little sister and we're little thieves uh, and Craig is so funny. Like we hadn't met before we started shooting and he just like walked up to me and was like, Nicole Barr. And then sang a full <laughs> song 
And then we were best friends. Like he's the <laughs> nicest person ever. And then Andy's so cool. Andy just like let us improvise at times. And then, like if a scene was clunky, he'd be like, well, let's just like work this out. So we'd like speak it until we were like, was oh, he that holding makes a joint sense. when he said that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was so stoned. He was like, guys, let's just like get it together. Brooklyn and I don't know how I'd concentrate on either of those sets because I've had a long long-standing um you know <laughs> unrequited romance Boner. with Andy Samberg and <laughs> and a less long but still as impactful um Boner. experience with Manny Jacinto so oh boy probably I mean I I'm one of those people where as soon as I tell myself now don't act weird just because you have a crush on this person mm-hmm. then I like walk into the room and I'm like gurgly durgly everybody (laughs) (laughs) that's how I am too but since you have to go through like hair and makeup you have time to get out the weirdness Mm. so you just like say weird things to the makeup person and they're like (laughs) oh okay Uh uh-huh sure and then when you get to set you're like okay all that's gone so now I can just like do my job hit my mark remember my lines that's probably I mean, that explains it all because I'm my own hair and makeup person. And all I do is just... (laughs) I'll tell you a secret. Sometimes I am too. (laughs) Uh, You arrive fully done and then you let someone just dab you and then they go, wow, you look fabulous. And you're like, okay. It's natural. It's just natural. Uh Mm -hmm. Now, Nicole, are you a fan of the show Futurama? Have you watched it much before? I had never seen an episode prior to last night slash today. Yay! We love it when they've never seen an episode. (laughs) Wait, did you watch? Did you watch the episode? Did it spill over across like a dateline? So I started you watched it, it yesterday and today. Well, I started it last night and mm. I ended up fall, getting a little too stoned and falling asleep. <laughs> so then I had to, I like picked it up where I thought I left off and I was like, wait, what happened? So then I had to rewatch it again at like 9 a.m. while I ate ice cream. And so, yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a two day event. Um, so two nights ago, I ordered Cold Stone Creamery and I Yum. got... I think it's called peanut butter cup perfection. It comes with sweet cream, ice cream, Reese's peanut butter cups. I got extra peanut butter and fudge. And then they mash it all up and then it comes to you. It is so good. When you order cold stone delivery, do they still sing a little song for you? You just have to trust that they did it. It is kind of <laughs> sad that the Postmate doesn't absolve uh, the responsibility to sing the song to you he should at least give you a transcription of the song (laughs) or like a recording i would like that there could be they could text you um uh, a video of the staff that would be be nice and they could put a lot more production value into it than we're used to you know just one really well produced video It's like digital drag, you know, each cold stone will have like three numbers that they send out depending on the theme of the night. I mean, I would fucking love that. That would be a real treat. I um I have to say one of my favorite things about <laughs> about the pandemic as an <laughs> as an antisocial hermit type person. Uh-huh. You're thriving. I love that now there is no expectation to even meet the um, food delivery person at the door. <laughs> I gotta say, they just I agree. drop it off at your yes. doorstep and sneak away, and then you get a little bing on your phone, and you've got food all of a sudden. But I do like, you know, I have been 
generously tipping during the mm-hmm. pandemic, partially because, you know, obviously that's what we're because you're a wealthy right woman because because, <laughs> because of trickle down economics you know <laughs> um but also because i just feel like um i asked this person to like you know be on the dl it's like an anonymous hookup it's like a very <laughs> whole situation <laughs> i don't want them to feel taken for granted in that experience <laughs> i think that's very kind of you but also like <laughs> pre-pandemic we were expected to meet our postmates and exchange food like a drug deal. Like, why weren't we leaving it all the time? Isn't that wild? Raccoons, that like I I'm had sure. to leave my home, go downstairs, and be like, "Yes, that's my food. Thank you for my food. Goodbye. Just leave it." <laughs> um. Yeah. It w- and it's perfect for stoners because if you fall asleep, you wake up to the food rather mm-hmm. than wake up to 20 missed phone calls yes. from an angry pizza person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Futurama is one of mine and Nick's favorite shows. It's by no means a perfect show like everything from the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> um, but you came on a very good episode um the introduction of the robot devil and the concept of robot hell (laughs) which Mm -hmm. will play parts in the show um in big and small ways throughout the series um do you get from just watching this one episode do you get the general gist yes so it's like the future Uh, with like robots and one-eyed ladies and they drive ships and there's people um everyone seems like pretty okay but like still the problems of now exist in the future yes that's a good thesis (laughs) (laughs) and fry the um the main character is from our time and we're kind of experiencing the future through his eyes so that's why Having no. not seen the pilot. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just thought humans existed with everybody, but I guess he is. Is he the only human? No, Hermes and Amy human. are humans. Okay. Uh, Wait, how did he get to the future? He was frozen alive in a cryogenic oh. um, stasis chamber <laughs> by, by choice. Oh, by accident. No, okay. by accident. He fell, well, he fell in there, or was he pushed? Or was it's, he it's an ongoing it's oh. an ongoing saga with the show but uh, <laughs> is it still on no it is not still over. on but it did have three reboots no two reboots well i guess three oh. because they also made a bunch of movies well the movies oh. were like the first reboot yeah yeah and, and then uh, it came back this... on comedy central for a while oh this was How many well before the era of the reboots. I think seven in total, right? This, no. These are all well, questions I can Google. And I'm no. just like, hello, let's hop on a Zoom. I would like to know this. Nicole, I'm glad you asked that because this is the season finale of this podcast because on Hulu, it says this is the end of season one. But in my DVD box set, it says <laughs> this is the middle of season one. <laughs> Whoa, that's so wild. I don't so know like, why they did what it, what is canon? What is true? I don't know. It's, it's, it's all the same episodes. They're just cataloged differently across platforms. And <laughs> also, like, I don't know why Nick keeps bringing up DVDs as if anyone knows what those are. DVDs. Uh, <laughs> what does DVD stands for? Digital? Video. Disc? Digital. Disc. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, so with it being 
it's it's funny how I, I don't want to age you, Nicole, but around how old you are. Uh, around um, how old are you? I believe I'm 36 or I'm 35 or 37. <laughs> I don't care to remember. Um, I was born in 1986, if you want to do the math. So you're a year older than me. <laughs> yeah, you're younger than you say yeah, you are. Yeah. 30, Which is, whatever, most people don't care. do that. <laughs> Maybe I'm 62, 47. <laughs> I don't care. I actually, one of my housemates last night, um, it's his birthday tomorrow, and he could not remember what age he was turning. And he <laughs> had to figure it out based on my age because he's also my assistant and tour manager. So I think maybe sometimes it's easier <laughs> for him to remember things in relation to me, which is was eye-opening and horrible for both of us. <laughs> so... Fry is from, you know, he was frozen alive in the year 2000. So it's very much like, I think, just a, that kind of like middle generation between us, the three of us, and the generation mm-hmm. before us. Um, so there's a lot of references that I only get now because I've like grown up and like learned these references over time. Mm-hmm. But when I first got the, I mean, when fr- first watched this show as a teenager, so much stuff went over my head. <laughs> like the Beastie Boys, I knew b- vaguely who they were. Yeah. Let's start, <laughs> let's start at the beginning. Uh-huh, we don't uh-huh. get a cold open this episode. Uh, we just go right to the Beastie Boys concert at Madison Cube Garden. Um, <laughs> uh, Nicole, how do you feel about the Beastie Boys? <laughs> I'm not like a huge Beastie Boys fan, but I know who the Beastie Boys are. Uh, so it honestly did take me a hot second to realize it was the Beastie Boys. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, these are the Beastie Boys. And <laughs> yes, okay. And they're, I guess, dead, but not jars. dead because their yeah. heads are in jars. Uh, but yeah, I like got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that a was lot of their... celebrities that they keep alive in just their head in a jar. Yeah, that Maybe was you'll a very elegant solution for how to have celebrity guests when the show is set a thousand years from now. Mm-hmm. They're just all heads or ghosts or some kind of <laughs> um, phantasmagoria. are both famous enough that you'll be heads in jars. Oh, I would I never. I've gotten there yet. <laughs> no, when I pass, please just let me go. I'm it already It seems like tired. some of them are heads in jars against their will, though, Nicole. And I hate to oh. tell you, you might just be made a Ahead in a jar. Oh, because a no. lot of them live in a museum. Um, <laughs> no, the whole like all the presidents of the United States just live in a head museum where you can just go <laughs> meet them. So no, it is somewhat of a thank you. I don't want to go to that kind of head museum. <laughs> <laughs> the history of head. <laughs> I heard the head in, museum in San Francisco just closed this weekend. Very sad. The pandemic is really hitting us hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Bender is a beer keg. That's fun. He's serving them drinks. Yes. And um, Bender's I, that robot man, right? Bender's mm-hmm. the robot. Leela is the Cyclops. Um, yes. She's also the captain of their delivery, <laughs> interstellar delivery service. Um, I just love that, like, Leela and Bender are kind of dissecting the Beastie Boys mm-hmm. and, like, running <laughs> math algorithms to de- decipher how cool they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess when you get to the future, that's what you do. 
That it's kind of like what you do on social it. media. It's like, how many followers do you have? <laughs> how many likes do you average? And then companies go, I guess I'll pay you to promote. It's, it's kind of like now. Um, I related to Fry because one time I went to see Britney Spears in Vegas and all the old people who bought tickets were just like sitting down, but I wanted to get up and dance because it was Britney Spears. <laughs> Did you get up and dance? I did. And in fact, the announcer, I feel like it, it had become a problem that the old people weren't dancing to Britney Spears because the <laughs> announcer at the beginning, he goes, Britney encourages you to get up off your feet and dance till the world I ends. Think, I think it's a <laughs> Vegas thing because yeah. everybody's old. I went and saw Lady Gaga and we were dancing to Gaga and the people behind us were like, can you sit down? And I turned around. And I was like, no. It's a concert. And then another lady came up to me and said, if I give you popcorn, will you sit down? And I was like, you need to offer me chocolate cake or something (laughs) substantial for me to sit down, you rude bitch. Uh, And then people were just mad at us the whole time. But I was like, it's Gaga. And at one point she was like, get the fuck up. And I was like, we have to. She's telling us. She's telling us too. (laughs) <laughs> that is such a, a what a macro aggression right there. <laughs> oh um, yeah. <laughs> I've only been to sit down concerts I feel or concerts where it was sit like what's a sit down concert. <laughs> well, Regina Spector was a sit down concert. we sat down when we went to see Amanda Palmer. I've been to We did not. We were concerts. standing for that. <laughs> we were up in the very tall backest part of the balcony sitting It was the, the show, box. show There's no balcony. That was the other Amanda Palmer concert, the one at the Neptunes, the one I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that but is we two of there. the three concerts I've been to. I've just Wait, listed all concerts Amanda I've Palmer? been to. Oh, oh, that's a whole oh. separate podcast. But no, she's fantastic. She was the... Um, it, she was originally in a two-man band called the Dresden Dolls, and then she went solo. She married Neil Gaiman, and now she's kind of like... um. More than a musician, she's like a, a, she's a weird kind of a cult lady. leader. Yeah. She's a weird hippie lady, cult lady. I'm leader. looking at pictures of her. Yes. <laughs> Jinx I and I that. met at one of her concerts because oh. Jinx was uh, pretending to be a little wind-up doll and doing uh, dance numbers <laughs> for <laughs> Amanda Palmer. It was my after-school job. <laughs> Wait, this makes little sense to me. So. You were at a concert. You were pretending to do. You were pretending to be a wind-up doll for the person putting on the concert during the concert. <laughs> yes. No, we performed. There was like little skits. We performed oh. for the line. We performed for the line before the show, like when the line oh, was lined up around okay. the block. But we were also invited by the band to be part of the like um, the little vignettes they do during the show. It oh. was this whole thing. And when I say cult leader, she's like one of the cool cult leaders, you know, like, oh, like okay. Christ is a cult leader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like she's just helped a lot, ushered a lot of people into a new way of thought in that sense. Okay. Um, she's a cult leader, but anyway. I'm down. I'm down for an inclusive, nice cult. One yeah. where like they don't make you like brand yourself or like do something. You're like, oh, I don't want to. I'm here for oh, like, well, cults. we get into that like later. A, a choose your own adventure cult. <laughs> it's just the cults that like encourage you to be a better person in the world, you know? Yeah, I love that. They're not asking for much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, the Planet Express crew is not at a sit-down <laughs> concert because there's a mosh pit. They're at um, a stand-up concert. Have um, you ever been to a mosh pit, Mom? I guess you haven't. What about you, Nicole? I have been to a mosh pit. I can't remember. It might have been my chemical romance. This was like a very so long time ago. But it was it was in New York. I want to say at the... It's a place that's closed. I cannot remember the venue. It was like an iconic venue. CBGBs? No, <laughs> different one with like a marquee, whatever. But uh, there, there I was at a mosh pit. It was a bunch of white people in a circle, like hitting each other. Is. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening? But then I just like got in there and I was like, so we punch people? <laughs> and my friend was like, kind of. So I was just in the middle of this circle punching people. It was fun. So you were a lot like Leela in this episode. Yeah, I love that Leela <laughs> takes the mosh pit uh-huh. too seriously. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, that was out. definitely me. <laughs> One um, of my favorite lines end, this... No, you take oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll segue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in the episode is when Fender, an old friend of Bender, takes the crew back to meet the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just says, hey, these are my friends. And the Beastie Boys say, you know, we're not really that interested in meeting. <laughs> yeah. I... I immediately thought of Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like both on The Simpsons and um, Futurama, there's a, I mean, a lot of the writers left The Simpsons to work on Futurama. There's a lot of crossover there. Um So the writing styles are very similar and it happens a few times throughout this episode where I feel like I can hear the opinions of the writers in the episode. Mm -hmm. And then when you compare it to things you learn from the Simpsons, you're like, these people have very strong opinions on fans (laughs) and how fans act (laughs) and what being a celebrity means. And then also um, they have very strong opinions on sobriety, but we haven't gotten there yet. What are their opinions on sobriety? They hate well, just it. with this they episode, just... especially. <laughs> they they hate oh, yeah, people I guess who stop so. drinking. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah. But I love yeah. it because I'm like, you know, um, uh, over a year and a half sober, and I love making fun of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also love... Um, um, threatening relapses to get my <laughs> honestly no, very really. funny no yeah, that's I mean, very I, funny it's become my favorite joke you know like um with tech people when i still use like a oh prop God. vodka bottle on mm-hmm. stage <laughs> and i'm like and we're gonna make sure this is filled with you know they'll say like here you can have this vodka bottle from the <laughs> from the bar and i'm like can we replace it with water and they're like sure 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 we'll replace it with water thinking the drag queen really is uh-huh. like keep the vodka in there yes. i'm gonna have a fun <laughs> show and then um <laughs> So I'm always at sound check, like better be water, or otherwise we all get to watch me relapse tonight on stage. That'll be fun for everyone. <laughs> anyway, that is it's funny, funny that people would ever think someone's kidding when they say, "Can you replace <laughs> this with water?" Because I've had to drink in scenes, and I go, "Can I have real booze?" And everyone laughs, and I go, "No, no. Can I have real? Bo- if this is the last scene of the day, I'm we'll get this actor. in three takes. Let me get some booze." <laughs> That was definitely me 
on set in the before times. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I always thought it was like, well, it will, it will get me more in touch with my character if I'm a little bit buzzed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to do a uh, like a web show together where our characters were drinking all day, and we just found it was easier to, you know, actually, you're opening a beer. It's just gonna, it's, it's just gonna yeah. sit there. Otherwise, we didn't have the money for prop beers back then. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be real PBR. Um, oh, PBR. So pretty quickly, um, Fender sneaks Bender off with his other um, roadie robot friends mm-hmm. <laughs> to join in a um, a circle, Jack. Um, I guess you could call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so you know. With everything in the future, everything's allegory. So, like, they're not going to do an episode about drug addiction unless it's robots addicted mm-hmm. to electricity. So, I think it's a fun, playful way to talk about addiction. <laughs> Better walks into the room and he says, What kind of party is this? There's no booze and only one hooker. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, you know? And they call it jacking on, which is weird. Well, I think it's just. To, for like, the one you know, joke they're just fucking with the censors there's a couple jokes you know like yeah. are you guys jacking on <laughs> <laughs> um bender very quickly starts doing the drugs but um my i love <laughs> his last words are well if doing these drugs will make strangers think i'm cool okay <laughs> um i love that um it's just like a play at the after school specials. I think mm-hmm. we were all raised with, you know, it's the exact yeah. things we were warned about. But so it's he like... immediately, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you can keep going. <laughs> no, I want to hear what you think, Nicole. Just that after school specials are bad because <laughs> drugs do make you cool and fun for a little bit. And <laughs> It's an uncomfortable like, truth. <laughs> yes, and I feel like they should show you the aftermath of drugs. Like, to be like, it will be fun, but you will sell your mother's wedding ring to get more of this. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's so much fun. Yeah. Do you want to give up your whole life for all this fun that's not fun at the end? I don't know. <laughs> I think they teach drug stuff wrong. Well, I think there's also, you know, like, there's just some people, complete abstinence is a bad route for you know (laughs) um because i was definitely i didn't like drink until i was 22 i didn't like smoke weed for the first time until my 20s like so like everyone in uh, high school was already really made up for lost time (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) people were experimenting with it around me in high school at an age where it's like learn your limits when you're it's young and like you can like just write it off as like I was young and stupid. Mm-hmm. I learned my limits when I should have known better. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're too hard on yourself. Well, I, I think, think everyone goes through it at some yeah. point, you know? Yes. <laughs> everyone but my sister. My sister had, I feel like she's had three drinks in her whole life. One was like a lobster Rita from Red Lobster, <laughs> which sounds like there's lobster in a margarita, but it's just a red margarita. She drank it and she was like, I'm out of control. And me and my dad were like, you're not. And she was like, I don't know where I am. We're like, you definitely know where you are. So she doesn't drink at all. It's very funny that she, that one drink was like, nope, I don't do this. How I nice to like be, to have your tolerance that low though. You would save so much on alcohol. So much. One <laughs> you could just drink a thimble. smells a drink and she's like, I can't walk. 
Um, I, I I think there's nothing more aggravating than people who are just like, oh yeah, I tried drinking once, eh, whatever. <laughs> you mean you've never like ended you've never up never blacked out and peed on a friend's floor? Well, you never ended up puking over a fence into a construction site on your birthday. Like, come on, how do you even know what reality is? Um, yeah, like Michelle Visage, I I have nothing but her word to go off of this, but I truly believe her. She said she like drank for like a day and then has never drank since. And she just I, I believe that. Like, eh, meh. She, mm-hmm. she that's <laughs> people offer her a drink. She says, meh. <laughs> we move on. Um she had promised me once that um on her on some significant birthday, she'd drink a um, champagne and pineapple juice. <laughs> but then, um, then I don't think it happened. I wonder what got in the way of that. Has there been anything going on the last year that would have prevented me and Michelle from <laughs> having anything in the last <laughs> year? Well, I feel like DragCon was canceled, so maybe it was that. Yeah, yeah. probably would have happened yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the only thing I can think of. Um, I really relate to Bender in this episode when he says, I don't have an addictive personality and then chugs a fifth and then mm-hmm. starts smoking a cigar. <laughs> and then, grabs and then the immediately drugs. does the electricity again. <laughs> it reminds me, so like, it reminds me so much of times when I would say to friends, like, I'm not really drinking anymore with a drink in my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they go, but you have a drink and oh, well, this is just one drink I'm drinking now. But in general, <laughs> I don't drink anymore. <laughs> um, they immediately are forced to go to a dicey neighborhood to find <laughs> dr- electricity. Uh-huh. Bender, I don't get why. It seems like you get electricity Because anyway. that's the trope that you have to follow. <laughs> you gotta go to the impoverished bad neighborhood to get your little druggy poos. It's true. The drug um, And Fry is like kind of a good friend, but kind of an enabler, let's say it. And uh, is oh, helping he's only an fix. enabler. He just is waits there. Enabling <laughs> when he's just too dumb to know. <laughs> like, yeah, hard to I say. Feel- I feel like Fry's in a in a gray area here because he really just truly is too stupid to realize that Bender <laughs> has a drug problem. <laughs> um, but we quickly find out because Hermes bring Hermes the bureaucrat brings up the electricity drain at the office, um, and then it sets up for you know Bender ha- needing. But a I fix. guess so. Okay, <laughs> so he can get the electricity from work, and that's mm-hmm. a problem because he can't. He's getting noticed. <laughs> Is he going to someone's house and giving them money to plug into their <laughs> wall? Like, I just don't get what oh, it is. Nick, you're spending too long examining the, like, logistics yeah, of these Yeah, it's a cartoon. Dens. It's probably, like, a little drug den that was built next to a big factory that produces a lot of electricity. And they're like, okay, that's all I'm asking. Off. That's all I'm asking. I feel like you could have figured that out on your own. <laughs> I feel like we needed the podcast. Are you to get a writer? There. Shouldn't you be able to infer and suspend your disbelief? I I try. You know, you tell yourself you're going to finish the screenplay, and it's been like a year. And it's like, does anyone want to read this thing? Probably. Not. They do. 
<laughs> they will finish. I don't know. I've been trying to write something for <laughs> over a year. It's well, hard. I'll do it to you too, Nicole. Finish it. Yay. You can yeah, do it. I shouldn't have said that to you. It felt bad. No, we should just <laughs> lie to back. each other. Let's lie to each other and then maybe you, one of us will finish. You should trade scripts and finish each other's scripts. It's Ooh, like, like an exquisite Ooh, corpse. Yeah, yeah, I was just yes. going to say that. Yeah. And I, I was thinking more like horrible bosses, but. Um, <laughs> Is that how Horrible Bosses was written? <laughs> no, because they have to kill each other's bosses. So they can't uh, be pinned for the murder. Oh, I see, I see, I see. What a I've never movie. seen it. Is it a good movie? <laughs> the first it's... one's pretty funny. The first one has really There's funny two? moments. Yeah, I get to the G- second see... one I heard was bad. <laughs> it's called it. like Horribler Bosses. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even worse bosses than before. Uh, <laughs> it's called, it's like aliens. It's just called Horrible Bosses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like the whole calling it jacking on was all setting up just so that Leela could say, <laughs> Bender, you're spending an awful lot of time in the bathroom. Are you jacking on in there? That's and and I feel like there's so many things that they just did to try to fuck with the censors, you know, like you can't mm-hmm. really stop us from saying this because of the context, you see. Nowadays I on remember. Hulu, I saw penises on Hulu this week. On what? <laughs> on um The Watchmen, amazing series. Absolutely oh. loved it. Full of penises. <laughs> that well, is the biggest penis it. I've ever seen. Oh, on television, really? surely. Yes. Well, okay, so it's flaccid. <laughs> on television, surely. It's flaccid, and it's painted blue. It's blue. And oh. you don't see the tip of it because it's so long that like the <laughs> top of it is like on the other side of a table. <laughs> wow. And it's in a I mean, it's a very serious, very dramatic show. I love that we're talking about another show on this podcast, but it's that good. It's very, very good. Um, but the whole time you're seeing penises, you're like it's a dramatic scene. I shouldn't be, I don't want to yell out like, there's a penis on screen when we're all paying attention to the show. But then there was a moment where there was a slow pan down. Oh. And it, it was like to get to an object that we needed to see, but it went fully down the penis. Like the penis Ooh, was pointing at the object uh, in the end. Why is, oh, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. And I feel like my friends have failed me. <laughs> I I love Really good penis. dicks on that show. Yeah. I love a penis in a narrative with good acting. It's really good acting. It's a really great story. It's, you know, you have the to- penises never break character. <laughs> That's the best. I love that. I love a penis that can, you know, just hold on to the character and, you know, keep me in the fantasy. <laughs> Um, we never get to see penises on Futurama, but we get to see lots of butts. There's lots of animated butts is a special thing. Okay. (laughs) Um, so eventually, you know, they take uh, Bender to rehab. No, they don't end up taking Bender to rehab. Sorry. You missed the priest. Well, the priest sees <laughs> well, Bender Nick laying was in doing the his job and keeping us on topic. Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. I was wow, told wow. that I was too aggressive oh. and I was trying to be accommodating. I'm well, just, can't you find some middle ground? like I can't do it. No, obviously <laughs> not. I'm a fucking light switch. You... Oh. <laughs> sorry, mom. That got I just violent. slipped out. Sorry, mom. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
what, what's the next thing we have to talk about, Nick? Um, um, Bender steers the ship into an electrical storm so he can soak up the electricity, which I still think he probably could have done on Earth. But I accept that he is not but thinking when, straight. But when you need point. it, when you need yeah. it now, you I watch a lot of interventions. So when you're going through <laughs> withdrawals, it is like a very intense feeling and you feel like you might die. So like maybe he was like, I might die if I don't do this right now. What if that turtleneck guy showed up and <laughs> intervenes on Bender this episode? <laughs> That's the only thing missing, really. Um, hey, which I just, turtleneck man? Doesn't he I wear know. a turtleneck? <laughs> the intervention guy? I haven't watched oh, much intervention. There's a ton of interventionalists. <laughs> I think there's, I'm thinking of the blind bunch. date guy or the cheaters guy. <laughs> Didn't the cheaters guy always wear a turtleneck? Oh, Maybe. Which was like a Steve thinking? Jobs number. He, does he have like brown hair and like kind of bangies? Like bangies? Yeah. yeah and he okay. got stabbed that one time? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know about. <laughs> yeah. He got stabbed because like they found out the guy was cheating and the guy was mad that he was on TV getting caught cheating. So That's he stabbed funny. the host on like what? a boat or something. What a funny thing to do. Like not in actuality, but like theoretically, what a funny thing to do. Uh, I'm on television. I should stab him. (laughs) That'll de-escalate things. (laughs) Yeah, surely nothing bad will happen to me if I stab this man. I feel, oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking how ridiculous reality TV is and how, how, but how naturalized it is in our world now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that that host went back and shot another episode after that. <laughs> when you got a contract and they say, we're going to stop your checks if you don't show up to set. What are we going to do to make set? sure I don't get stabbed, though? You I'm have to look up this video because he, he's literally just like still hosting the show as the EMTs are like that's honestly that's backwards. comedy. That's it's committing so to the bit. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> oh, okay. So um. <laughs> the Planet Express crew um, more or less intervenes on Bender and he thinks he's a lost cause. So he, he goes walking off, you know, on his existential journey. He mm-hmm. finds himself at the robot church and um, is trying to first he's trying to siphon electricity from the church. Well, it's funny because he goes... <laughs> maybe there's a better way and you think he's going to go in and find religion, but he just steals their electricity. (laughs) Yeah. And this leads to him falling through the ceiling and landing right in front of the, the robot preacher and joining the robotology church. (laughs) When he goes back to, um, the crew to say that he's found religion. I love Fry's line. Is this another scam to get free yarmulkes? <laughs> <laughs> so it's something Bender's done before. <laughs> what well, he Bender has because he had the fake. Um, he had the fake religion. Well, not for the yarmulkes, but Robonica. remember he had the fake religion. Yeah, Robonica, Robonica. and Robanza. <laughs> oh, Robanza. That's inclusive. That's nice. He kept making up fake robot holidays to get time off work. Well, I feel like Kwanzaa's (laughs) left out of things a lot, and I like that that was included. Futurama always includes Kwanzaa. Um, For better or for worse, Kwanzaa Kwanzaa bot (laughs) makes many appearances. Do you want to know who um, he's voiced by? Who? Coolio. (laughs) Okay. I like it. I'm here for that. He yeah, does the raps. They're pretty good. <laughs> there's a Santa Claus robot. There's Kwanzaa bot, and there's um 
the, Hanukkah zombie. The Hanukkah zombie. Oh no! <laughs> a reanimated Jewish corpse. Oh no! Is it done well? Is it funny? It's, it's pretty funny. Okay. He doesn't do anything zombie esque. He's just a zombie. But he. I don't think she's concerned a... about that. I think she's like, is it anti-Semitic? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that's fully what I was asking. What's so? <laughs> I love and Jinx is like, no, it's not offensive to zombies. <laughs> I'd have to watch I'd have to watch it again to know if it's anti-Semitic, but um I just love that this was one of the episodes that like doesn't have white people voicing people of color, but we're still we still find ourselves here. Um, you know, that's just TV shows from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I feel like um and this is something we always like hear about, like when when you find one problematic thing in one episode of a TV show, do you cancel the whole ep- uh, Do you cancel the whole show, or do you watch it with a caveat? Do you still like? Um, do you still find yourself nostalgically watching shows that you know are just um, yes, logistically mm-hmm. bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I forgive them because I'm like, it's the time period. It's you know. Uh, things were smaller it wasn't such a wide net of entertainment there wasn't as many voices in it so like i i just like forgive them because i'm like okay y'all made a mistake but like i still like it yeah and i mean it's like you can't watch anything from the black and white film era without just like accepting that um oh yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) anti-feminist ideas are going to be abound Mm -hmm. Um, and if there's a brown person he will be played by a white man covered in something (laughs) which is so wild that they were like we couldn't possibly hire a brown person ew (laughs) pu let's paint you up that. that would be less jarring to a white audience. <laughs> to see. Um, uh, so Bender very quickly, you know, like everything with Bender, when he gets into something, he gets into it very quickly, full, mm-hmm. full tilt right away. Yeah. Um, so he immediately starts um, lunging his religion on the rest of his <laughs> crewmates, takes him out to a celebratory dinner after his robot christening. <laughs> Which is creepy, and he does get branded, which we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And they do um, establish. I, I, okay, so I have a question, and we're jumping a little ahead, but Robot Hell, it doesn't seem like every robot goes there. It's only the robots that get into this religion. And we find out that it's not a mainstream religion because the professor says if only he joined a mainstream religion like Oprahism or Voodoo. So, are there only <laughs> chapters of this church in the new New York area? <laughs> because hell is in New Jersey and they have to like commute there. There's, I mean, there's such a, there's so many things I think we just have to suspend our disbelief with the robots on this cartoon <laughs> because I've thought about this. I've given it the thought. It all plagued my mind at one point as well. But I think what we're dealing with is the tricky aspect of taking a metaphysical concept and making it real through robots. So like the robots, you know, they've got, they got to go somewhere when they go to hell. And I guess it makes sense because robots are kind of immortal. So their hell would have mm -hmm. to be like a physical place. I like that their hell is New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. So I can attest it is hell. 
<laughs> and we don't see outside of New New York very often, so we don't know if there's other robot like there's district robot devils and like um different. <laughs> He's just the regional regional hells. <laughs> yeah, um, I like this. This tracks. <laughs> um. I love when Bender's saying his prayer before dinner. It goes on and on and on, and he's saying it in binary. Mm-hmm. And I love this recurring joke that they do with the binary code and Bender, where he ends the prayer with zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, two. <laughs> like, it's just the stupidest nerd joke, but it gets me every time. Does that joke make any? <laughs> it made zero sense to me. I just thought it was a bunch of numbers, and I was like, "Oh, okay, he's a yeah, because he's a robot." Okay. All I like that computers, there's enough nerdy humor in it. <laughs> all computers talk in zeros and ones. Oh, now he's going to explain your iPhone. it. <laughs> Wait, so like a computer what do you can mean only my computer talks. <laughs> okay. So like the motherboard is like talking to like this thing and yeah, a switch is either on or off. And if it's off, it's uh, a zero. And if it's on, it's a one. And all computer language is based on just that switch going on and off. But what do you mean my computer's talking? (laughs) I don't know. So like right now I'm on my computer and for the things to be happening, it's talking to other parts of the... Fuck yeah, it. I don't. Okay, so is... like, Nicole, you know how in it's your head like, you're like. <laughs> it's more like, um, you know, the person who built the computer talked uh-huh. to the computer once in, in terms of zeros <laughs> and ones. Ah, and it's just repeating what <laughs> yeah. was talked to it. Yeah, and now okay. the computer understands you um, when you speak to it because it has a built-in translator that translates it back to zeros and ones for it. <gasps> <laughs> that's wild i don't ever i don't talk to wait i guess i do i'm talking to my computer right now <laughs> i fully was like i've never spoken to my computer one day in my life you guys are freaks like, we no, can, i'm truly doing it now we can market this as its own separate thing you know where we <laughs> nick and jinx explain the binary code please i would love it that I sounds don't like clickbait <laughs> It's the only binary we believe in. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we destroyed all the other ones. <laughs> um, so Fry and Leela, the whole crew are really sick of Bender being a, 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 an, uh, what's it? Self-righteous religious asshole. <laughs> he is. I will say it's not good to make people become not sober anymore against their will (laughs) i will say that but bender is being very annoying (laughs) well it's also in his programming that he's supposed to be drinking alcohol so the whole (laughs) i mean but that opens up a whole other conversation so he's programmed to drink alcohol Alcohol, alcohol is how is he fuel. like fuels himself but oh. he he replaces alcohol with mineral oil um which i guess is always an option but mm. like <laughs> but the less efficient option i'm not sure but um everyone gets annoyed with him being an upright asshole so they decide they're going to get bender to relapse in atlantic city <laughs> which is the place to do such things i think so well, I have an ex from Atlantic City. Sad. Did you ever meet him, Nicole? Yes. What's his name? <laughs> his name was Caleb. We don't yes. like him anymore. Yes, Caleb was very rude to me. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, he was so rude. He pushed he me down the, the stairs. 
He joined a cult. It's that was after circle, he pushed me. It was also <gasps> in Atlantic that. City. Maybe he's in Robot <laughs> Hell right now. <laughs> um, as soon as as soon as Bender relapses, he um, voids the warranty of his <laughs> religious agreement and is taken down to Robot Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the song that uh, the robot devil sings about robot hell. And we get a <laughs> cameo appearance for the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, better gonna remember? make some noise with your hard drive scratched by the Beastie Boys. That's what you what you what you get on level five. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, Mom. <laughs> Thank you. It was very good. I remember the commercial for so this joyful. episode included that. <laughs> the the Beastie Boys. <laughs> They wanted to show off that the Beastie Boys were on the episode, and that was the shortest clip they had to demonstrate that. That's so wild that you remember. You remember remember, commercials. So there's weird things like, you know, the episode of The Simpsons where Homer Homer goes to space? No, I'm sorry. I've never seen an episode of The Simpsons. That's okay. It's just... I would watch it every Sunday and I would see the trailers for it all week, and some of the trailers for the new episodes, like, stick in my head. And this Mm. is one of them. If you ever need like background noise, if you ever put on TV shows to binge, like while you're cooking or something simple, that's not going to like demand your attention, Mm -hmm. but you just want to hear some funny one liners. um, Seasons one through 10 of the Simpsons are pretty solid seasons. One through eight. I can highly recommend. And then about nine and 10, but still good. And now we're at season like 30, like 37 or something. <laughs> and um, it's it's an unrecognizable TV show. <laughs> if you watch early Simpsons and Simpsons today, they don't even seem like the same species anymore. <laughs> They've been so it's a TV show that like kind of created what we expect from adult animation mm-hmm. and then adult animation like boomed. And then now they're trying to keep up with the market that they create. <laughs> they don't know how it's They don't have anything to say anymore. <laughs> That's like, honestly, super interesting. It's kind of like a eating its own tail. Like a... Yeah. Ouroboros. Yeah. What I watch when I'm cooking and just want background noise is Queer as Folk. And let me tell you, this is like the fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, and a hundredth time I'm rewatching it. It's very problematic. It's so... <laughs> It's really out of control. Is this classic queer as folk or or, or this is the American folk? one? Uh, oh, queer as folk. I was confusing it with queer eye. Queer as folk. <laughs> oh, yes. See, queer eye. <laughs> I love the new one, but the old one truly has a place in my heart because I <laughs> I loved the homophobia, <laughs> like, like not, in a way where like it was so funny to hear a grown man be like, "These queers are gonna come to my house and do what? My hair." <laughs> what, they, my, my hair and they're gonna make me look better but uh, but uh. and it was just like what are you afraid of sir <laughs> and then sit in that room and watch them like like tussle their hair with gel and they're like they did it right and he's like okay how do i button a shirt it was just <laughs> so funny to me oh it's very good um i um i did watch uh, a lot of queerest folk when it was like new and when mm-hmm. it was the uh, the American queerest folk. And I remember it was a huge point of contention between me and my mom because she would hear <laughs> the porn scenes and just assume <laughs> I was watching softcore porn. And I'm like, mom, I'm watching myself be represented in mainstream television. <laughs> it just happens to include a lot of porn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's, I do love season one of Queer as Folk, unironically, but it goes off the deep end so quick when he starts dating that violin boy and that violin yes. boy cannot play violin at all. <laughs> He's just going like, doop a doop a doop 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 Violin, so perfect segue to, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> back to the episode. <laughs> Fry and Leela come down to Robot Hell. They have the line, who would have known it was in New Jersey? And Fry goes, well, and then they fall <laughs> down the train trap door. <laughs> Um, and the, the devil, the robot devil, um, tries to get them to sign a violin contest waiver saying that they waive the right to try to win his soul back with a violin contest. (laughs) Because of the Fairness in Hell Act of 2275, (laughs) (laughs) which is of course a parody of that song that I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it is? Yeah. What's the song? Oh, you can't remember. Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, oh the, the plot device is a yeah. Like, I thought you were saying the fairness of hell act. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I thought at first, but then when you know you... that song, fairness of hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an so... Ozzy Osbourne song. <laughs> it's In one of his more calm years. ones. Yeah, <laughs> it's his easy listening era. <laughs> Um, I love that they say, uh, you know, the robot devil says, and you'll also win this solid gold violin. And Fry says, wouldn't a solid gold violin weigh a ton and sound (laughs) terrible? Well, it's more of a decorative thing. But then the devil plays the solid gold violin and it sounds sounds amazing. (laughs) That's just one of those animations. I feel like they were like, let's not draw a second violin. Like that's going to add like a week to the animation schedule. So (laughs) you'll just have to play the gold violin and we'll hope our audience is too stupid to think about that. (laughs) I like when Leela says, what happens if we lose? And the robot devil says, you'll only win a smaller silver fiddle. And I suppose I'll kill one of you, say him. (laughs) And points at Fry. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then- I like that there's a consolation prize. (laughs) Like we're not rooting. And then she has the great line, Leela, do you know how to play violin? No, but I played drums for a while. I'm sure I can figure it out. <laughs> um, the two most up, opposite instruments. <laughs> they end up cheating. They knock them over the head with the violin. They're getting out of there. <laughs> Bender's flying them out on a pair of I robot I looked away for wings. a second and he had robot wings. How did he get the robot wings? He, he took down one of the sentinel robots that was <laughs> trying to keep him in robot hell. He pulled off his wings, attached him to his back somehow, and now they just work for him. Again, Even though you he's have not to suspend your disbelief. <laughs> these, these metal, these heavy metal wings can somehow fly. <laughs> um, and they're moving very slowly. <laughs> And then, um, can't you go any faster? We could if you drop the damn gold violin. <laughs> um, so they escape, and the moral of the story is um, sobriety Don't do sucks. <laughs> Don't yes. do drugs, but also sobriety sucks, <laughs> which I can kind of get behind because, as we yeah. were talking about earlier, I don't think complete abstinence is the way to live a <laughs> live a mm-hmm. charmed, blessed life. You got you got to know when to fold them, know when to hold them. <laughs> how does that song end? Um, I'm, <laughs> a, to I'm a toker. Them. I'm no a joker. Is that really how? I'm it a ends? Cadillac smoker. What song is this? I don't even know. 
So, Nicole, um, we always like to ask um, first, do you think you would watch more Futurama? Do you think this is a show you could get into? Okay. <laughs> I know that both of you really enjoy it. So please speak candidly, and speak freely. <laughs> it was truly delightful to watch people who enjoy something like really <laughs> talk about it and get into it and remember every single detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I gotta say, as much of a treat it was, I don't think I will continue on the journey. Um, but I do appreciate the opportunity to see the the singular episode. Well, I. <laughs> I love that about you, your open-mindedness, your willingness to try. You know, I um, we've been listening to your uh, Lord of the Rings podcast <laughs> at my house. Oh, my God. I love newcomers. <laughs> Thank you. Lord of the Rings has been really upsetting. I know. I feel bad for you. I, just, I love Star Wars, but I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just wish we explored the fantasy genre. Like yeah. maybe watched an episode <laughs> of Game of Thrones as opposed to the same story over and over and over again but star wars was fun i think star wars pokes more fun at itself and there's more different interpretations of it Mm because even when it's like when you did the like bbc radio drama it was like half the same actors so it wasn't even that different it's truly just the same people over and over and over again being like we love to frolic in the woods (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a part in the second movie where Legolas walks into the woods and he just goes, this forest is old. And I was like, I'm done with this movie. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> this forest is old. That's funny. I, I didn't I didn't catch that. <laughs> I recently watched all of um, Lord of the Rings as a favor to um, my best friend. And <laughs> I think my mo- like most of my enjoyment was seeing all these actors I know from different things now. Mm-hmm. Like... 10 years ago in this van. Like, it's like Aunt Zelda from from (laughs) Sabrina, like taking down some Lich King. And I really loved that. You know, I really love Elijah Wood, just barefoot the whole movie. That checks a lot of my boxes. (laughs) The only thing I really liked in Lord of the Rings is when I think his name is Sauron, when he spins Gandhi around and shoots him to space. I don't know if I've laughed harder because I was like, this, this is a different, this is a different tone than the rest of the movie. This is like silly. It's really kind of, I I found it difficult to watch those old men fight. Yeah. (laughs) It's really felt, I felt bad for the actors. I worried about their safety. You're going to hurt him. We also always ask, um, who of the characters in Futurama do you most relate to and who would you most want to bang or have a romantic relationship with? You can specify whether it would be a long-term <laughs> fulfilling relationship or you just want to like pound it out once. <laughs> I like the Cyclops lady. I think I'd pound it out with her once, but then fall in love after I thought about it more <laughs> and then beg her to be with me forever. <laughs> Lila is 
She's a formidable character. Oh, and I forgot to say, you know, she sings in this episode for the first time ever. And she does. Okay. Well, whatever you were going to say, <laughs> I want to, I always point this out, but Katie Seagal, who voices Leela, who was also Peg Bundy on Married mm-hmm. with Children, um, one of her first big time jobs was um, backup singing for Bette Midler. So what? Katie Segal oh, wow. is actually on some of Bette Midler's early albums because she um, Bette Midler has traditionally when she performs live, she has a backup of three like kind of like doo-wop girls mm-hmm. who support her in her live shows. And Katie Segal was among the first of I Bette Midler's that. backup singers. <laughs> what a fun little fact. What a treat. <laughs> I like that. Do you have a character you relate to in the show? No, not really. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, what's the man? What's the robot's name who likes the drugs? Bender. 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 Maybe Bender, because I, I do like I like things. I like I like a, a indulging myself maybe more than I should. <laughs> so yeah, Bender. I I I feel like Bender. He's one of those characters that um, the show wouldn't be the same without him. And I like the character. Can't stand the like um, straight frat boy bros that I know are obsessed with him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like when a straight guy likes Wolf of Wall Street, I'm like, I like Wolf of Wall Street, but I don't like that you like Wolf of Wall Street because I don't yeah. think you like it for the right reasons. Yep, I fully, yeah. fully agree with you there because I think Wolf of Wall Street is a great movie, but whenever I talk to straight men about it, we have different reasons as to why we think it's a great movie. Yeah, You're just like, oh boy, you just really saw that as a movie where you're like, yeah, I could screw people over too and make money. <laughs> they had so Leo many bitches on their plane. <laughs> Um, well, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. Um, you have ample opportunity now to plug anything you're working on. (laughs) You know, we're pretty deep in the pandemic and I got, oh no, I do have something coming out. Uh, oh wait, I don't know if I can say the date. Well, look for Wipeout. Uh, that's been announced. I'm hosting that with John Cena. That will be coming to, uh, I believe TBS not i believe it's coming to tbs <laughs> 2021 and uh yeah look for something else on uh netflix that will be coming out <laughs> i can't Ooh, say little mystery. how we'll dumb see. how dumb that i that people are like don't say things <laughs> and then it's like what do you mean don't say it? you're just gonna Did announce it-, it two weeks after i wanted to say it on a podcast <laughs> um well and Really, our listeners could just watch anything from the last five years. I'm sure you'll be there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, Nailed it is an, an amazing television show. Yes, Another that's show on that Netflix. Uh, watch it every stream. It's counts. so nice to have sometimes shows that just aren't about like you know heavy social issues <laughs> and um a reality show that's a competition but joyful those are always mm-hmm. fun um not to say that i don't love chopped and the dramatics that, that occurred there have you watched kids baking i think it's called kids baking competition or something it's on the food network and it's are they funny. british kids no no they're american kids and with COVID, they have their parents there now. So they like film their parents like being like, no, not the blueberries. And then after they get eliminated, they have to walk outside to the other building where their parents are. And that's a time for them to cry. 
And then the camera films that. <laughs> just like this poor kid's heartbreak is just being <laughs> broadcast to the world. I recommend it. It's a wild show to watch. Um, uh, uh, what, uh, the oh no, it's uh, the Top Chef Children is also mm-hmm. amazing. I lo- I really, it's a very interesting thing watching kids compete on reality, reality yeah. TV because at you know in on one hand they're like catering the show to be sensitive to the needs of the children and the mm-hmm. feelings of the children and they oftentimes have prizes for everybody. You know, some sort of you know pat on the back. But it's still reality TV where it's going to yeah. go out into the world and be chewed up by the audience. And I'm like, uh-huh. that kid's like five. <laughs> People a lot of the time are like, what are they going to do? A kid's nailed it. I'm like, I don't know, but I will not host it. I will not look a child in the face and be like, Dev looks bad, right? <laughs> and then have that kid look at me and be like, but I tried my hardest. And it's just, it, I don't think it translates to kids because- like adults make what you think a kid would make a kid making what a kid <laughs> makes how where's the i don't know whatever people keep asking and i couldn't do it yeah because then we then it really is just pointing and laughing at children yes. <laughs> <laughs> which i feel really good about doing to adults but um, oh yeah to adults yeah you're fine you can afford therapy and as a host you the make therapy. it you make it fun for them when they do terrible. Like I, I really got to say as a host and I really relate to you with your relationship with Wesley. I think I've said that to you before. <laughs> if I had an best. adult Simba running around my set, that would be the only <laughs> thing I would be concentrating on. He's truly the best. I'm like the little sister he never asked for. Just like one day I was like, hello, I'm here to annoy you. <laughs> Well, it was an absolute treat having you on our um, our finale episode of season one. Yeah, why don't you do um, why don't you do the outro? Can you put just a little more effort into it though? Because I want to end the season on a good note. Okay. Wow. Heck. So you've just listened to season one mm-hmm. of I'm forty. You know what, Nick? I just I had, really, I had something in my throat. I, that was. I've tried my best to be tolerant of your behavior this entire season because, you know, I need you to edit the episodes. But there yeah, has to be a some, lot of pressure. I, I'm not asking you to kiss the jewels here. I'm not asking you to like pay me any reverence, but a little like common decency would be appreciated. I'm just gonna say it. I don't owe you a fucking thing. Oh my goodness. And for that, and for that, and for that, I think you need to be taught a lesson, mister. Oh, what are you going to do? It's not what I'm going to do. I know that um, you and Nicole both live in L.A., so I've already arranged with Nicole. um, She's actually been filming. Yeah, I'm recording in an Uber. Yeah, I was wondering why you were in a car. Uber, because I'm coming to your house to beat you the fuck up. What the um, fuck? Oh no! You hear your doorbell? I don't. Yeah, I didn't even know I had one. <laughs> well, I just rang someone's doorbell, and if you didn't hear it, I might be at the wrong house. Oh, I'm pretty I hear sure you in the you're hallway. at the right house. <laughs> now I think I'm at the right house. There it is. I'll Did knock you hear that knock door. in the background? <laughs> Did you hear oh, no. that? <laughs> yes, Nicole I definitely I heard have. that. Nicole and I have conspired against you, Nick, and I've taken some lessons from the show. And I think maybe you'd appreciate me a little bit more if you spent some time in a cryogenic freezing chamber. So just remember. Wait, wait, what? Like a thousand years? 
you brought this on yourself. Yeah. Uh, I knocked your door down. Hi, oh, no, that, my favorite door. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Thank Nick. you for wearing a mask. Oh, no problem. You know, this <laughs> pandemic is pretty serious, and I just want to take every precaution necessary. Yeah, I got a freesia now. Oh, no, I'm falling in the tube. Yeah, see you later. So thank you all for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to my Patreon if you'd like to hear these episodes fresh off the presses. Otherwise, we'll see you wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for this integral role you played today, Nicole. No problem. Honestly, I've never stuffed a man down a tubey thing to get frozen. And that's nice. I feel like you have done that before, but I'm not going to pry. Have a good rest of your day. I love you all. You're very special. Good night. (laughs)